All right, welcome back to another episode of Saturday Standouts. I'm Ethan with my co-host Amber for this episode. Caleb Skinner cannot join us for the third week in a row. He's having a lot of trouble. He's moving into Tampa, getting ready for his new job. He says that he will be back next week. We will see. But this week we are going over the soon-to-be-demolished Big 12. And, yeah. Amber, would you like to plug anything? Soon to be demolished. We don't know what they want to do. They say they want to join the Pac-12. OU and Texas said, we're out. OSU is crying. Baylor's crying. TCU is crying. What else is new in the Big 12? I mean, I haven't heard of any bad allegations in the courts lately, so that's new. (laughs) But, yeah. Just like the past couple weeks, we're going to be going over the over-unders. And this week we're using athlonsports.com. So that's where if there's any number that's absurd, you know why. (laughs) So we'll start off with Baylor over-under five and a half, the over at plus money. Mm. Let's look at that schedule. Yeah, Texas State, Texas Southern, Kansas to start off. That should be an easy 3-0, right? Could be. We say should. We say should. But right after that, you're hopping into a tough Iowa State, Baylor, West Virginia, BYU, Texas, TCU, Oklahoma stretch. Then finishing off the year with Kansas State and Texas Tech. That seems like an easy under to me. Would you agree with that? Yeah. It, it does, and Baylor doesn't know who their starting quarterback is going to be. So, exactly, you know, uh, their starting quarterback from last year, Charlie Brewer, he transferred. So Baylor is kind of up in the air at that position. And there's one thing you need in the Big 12, and that's a quarterback with all the points they score. So I'm trying to figure out what Baylor's going to look like this season. They could surprise us. They they could surprise us this season, but I just don't see it happening. That stretch, I'll say these these two are losses for sure. I'll say Iowa State and Oklahoma is a loss for sure. Right. Uh, West Virginia intrigues me for some reason. They play in Morgantown or do they play in Waco? Uh, let's see. They are playing at McLean Stadium, which is in Waco. Waco. Okay. I have to think about that. They could pull that off at home, possibly. But like I said, I think this is a bold prediction that Baylor might use multiple quarterbacks this year to just try to figure out who their starter will be because they don't have a starter set in stone. And Baylor, the past couple of seasons, we know they played against OU in the Big 12 championship when Colin Murray was there. Starting quarterback got hurt. Kenneth Murray made the tackle. He concussed. And he wasn't right. The referee just kept letting him play, and then he got hit again, and eventually OU was able to win that game in a very close game. That defense was very, very good that season. Last year, people had high hopes for Baylor as well. Didn't quite work out. Now that their quarterback has transferred, a lot of these a lot of these players are using that. They COVID, um, you're able to play another year because of COVID. And I, I, like, I like that for players to get an opportunity to go somewhere else and play possibly in a different conference or for a different coach in a different system. So for Baylor, you're taking the the under five and a half wins. Is that what you're going to take? Yeah, I see them getting at most five, 
at most five or six. Okay. I, don't, I don't like the odds of them getting a couple upset victories when their quarterback situation is looking like it is. What about you? I, I'll go with you. I, I'll agree with you there. Their quarterback situation is too dicey. You cannot have that in the Big 12. That just cannot be a question. Too, they score too many points. All right, moving into the Iowa State Cyclones. Ooh, okay. All right, over under nine and a half with the over being at plus money. Okay. All right, starting off with one of the better FCS teams, but still should be an easy one for Iowa State with Northern Iowa. Mm-hmm. Then you go play your in-state rival, Iowa, the Hawkeyes. That's a tough game right there. Mm-hmm. Then you play UNLV, who their basketball team is good. I'm not sure about their football team, to be honest with you this year. UNLV, they always have that one interesting guy on their roster that can always make something happen. And this year, Tate Martell transferred there. Okay. So mm-hmm. what – I mean, supposedly he's looking like their third string, but, like, this is Tate Martell. This is a former five-star, former Ohio mm-hmm. State, former whatever. Mm-hmm. If he gets the start, that's huge. Okay. So, you never know. And then, yeah, Baylor, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Texas, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, TCU. They would finish out against Oklahoma. <laughs> they would yeah, do that. So- I'm just looking at the games that I see as a potential loss. I see four potential losses. In okay. reality, two of those potential losses they should be able to win, which is the Oklahoma State and the Texas one. Okay. That would put them at 10-2 and two on the regular season. Because I have them losing to the Hawkeyes, and I have them losing to Oklahoma. So I guess I'll have to go with the over here, but I wouldn't be surprised if the under hits. Let me see. They have Iowa at home. Well, I guess it really doesn't. Yeah, yeah, it does matter. Yeah. They got Iowa at home in state rival. I, I love that game. I love watching that game. I'm going to trust Bryce Purdy. I mean, Brock Purdy, excuse me. I'm going to trust Brock Purdy um, and say they take that game on the road. Going to trust him. I, I see them losing. On the road to Oklahoma, it's always a, you always have a trip game in the Big Twelve. It doesn't matter. Oklahoma had one to get against Kansas at Kansas when Jalen Hurts was the quarterback. There's always a game that one team just trips up. You trip up against one team and they beat you. What game will that be for Iowa State? Is the true question for for them to have their second loss? Could it be Texas? Could it be Oklahoma State? Uh, could it be West Virginia? So they're going to have a, a game where they slip up. I, I always think that there's always a game where you slip up and you don't play your best. I'll say they'll lose two games. It wouldn't surprise me if it was OU and Iowa, but it also wouldn't surprise me if it was either OU and somebody else or Iowa and somebody else besides OU because it's always that one game for some reason. Agreed. And obviously, like you said, Brock Purdy, Brees Hall are going to be the two major factors. Brees Hall I have as the best running back in college football. So he's going to have a very big impact. Also with tight ends, Charlie Kolar, Jared Russ, even Chase Allen. You mm-hmm. have three, four tight ends that are very capable of starting. So I wouldn't be 
Like last year, they used a lot of three tight end formations. So that should continue. Send your six seven guy downfield. He'll get a catch over someone. I don't say Marvin. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Ethan. I just had to throw that in there. He's from Marvin. yeah. Goodness. <laughs> yeah. Iowa State's offense looks deadly, and with Purdy returning, should be a lot better season than last year's disappointment. Let me ask you a question: Is he should he be in the Heisman talk? Purdy or yes? I don't yes. think Purdy. I feel like Brees Hall maybe. Brees Hall maybe okay because you know Brock Purdy was putting up some pretty good numbers last year, and people are like. Well, wait a minute. You know, Brees Hall thought about going, but he decided to come back, which I like that. I will uh, Col- say this. I won my dad a couple hundred dollars by telling him to bet on you on Louisiana beating them in the week one. Ooh. Yes, I, 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 love, I love Louisiana last year. I love them this year, but we can talk about that in a different episode because I've already expressed my love for them, having them going undefeated this year. Didn't they slip up at the beginning of last season? Like the beginning of – Yeah, Iowa State that- did. Yeah, okay, that's what I was figuring. Yeah, so it's always in one game. I was thinking, like, didn't Iowa State – and they were wrecking their brains because they're like, man, we could have took yeah. the Big 12 if <laughs> if we didn't slip up in that game. But, yeah. All right. And then moving into Kansas, over, under of one. Not 1.5, not 0.5, but one. You need to get two wins or zero wins. All right, look at that schedule. South Dakota. One of the better FCS teams. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a great team, but this is Kansas football we're talking about. If I were to tell you to look at Kansas football, you're having a quarterback battle between Jalen Daniels, a sophomore, and a transfer from North Texas, Jason Bean. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say that Neither of them should probably, you know, have a great year. Because if we're really looking at this, this is Kansas quarterbacks. What, aside from the one year, I believe 2007, 2009, something like that, when has Kansas football been good? They're not. Looking at the schedule, South Dakota, Coastal Carolina, Baylor, Duke, Iowa State, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Texas, TCU, West Virginia. How many winnable games did I just name? Hmm. Oh, Kansas, I want you to be so great. You know, Les Miles had to leave the program. We know that. We won't go into detail about that. I really thought, honestly, Ethan, I thought he was going to be able to at least try to turn that program around, right? I really had high hopes for Kansas. I was like, man, give Kansas three or four years, and they're going to be pretty relevant in the Big 12. Well, (laughs) You know, if there will be a Big 12. But they're going to be pretty relevant. But then, you know, things happen. Les Miles had to dismiss himself, uh, you know. And now you're looking at Kansas and you're like, okay, back to the same old Kansas. When will they ever be good in football? This is tough for me, Ethan. Uh, Over, under, one, that's just so disrespectful. So what? Well, the thing is, it's not disrespectful. Because if you're looking at that schedule, they have no winnable conference games besides I'll give them the Kansas State rivalry potential because we've seen it in years past where rivals, the worst team can win just because of momentum. So I'll call that a winnable game. The only other two winnable games, if you can even call them winnable, 
is the South Dakota and the Duke. South Dakota, sure, that's winnable. Mm -hmm. Is Duke winnable? Like, Duke's not a great team. They're a bad team. But a bad Duke team is better than a bad Kansas team. So under one means zero. (laughs) Exactly. So you're either going for them to go zero wins completely and Kansas fans just giving them the middle finger and walking out of the stadium by halftime, or you're having them get two wins and calling it a somewhat celebration. Okay. For the one person that put it an over bet on Kansas getting more than one win. Can I have a I want to have a flat response? I'm gonna say that they get one game. I don't know which game is gonna be, Ethan. I'm gonna that's why my response is flat, because they're not under one, they're not over one, they're just gonna have one. I'm exactly. gonna say Kansas gets one game. I cannot, I can kind of, because they're in complete it's a complete utter mess for the Kansas football team. But I'm going to give them one game, Ethan, right? I'm going to have hope. This is a positive show, right? I mean, with me and Caleb are on here, it's different. but Uh, Okay, I'm going to be a positive co-host, okay? Sorry, Caleb, I'm going to be a little bit more positive than you and Ethan Ethan have so far. I'm going to give them one game. I'm going to give them one. I don't know which one it's going to be, but I'll just give them one. No, I like I like that idea. I agree. Only one win, meaning that I would not bet this if I would bet, because this is Kansas Jayhawk football we're talking. If you want to put the basketball over under at one, I will gladly take that. <laughs> but moving right into their in-state rival, Kansas State, over under five and a half. Does the Kansas State team make a bowl game? Looking right at their schedule. Starting off with Stanford. Mm. Mm. Stanford's not a great team, but they're solid. As me and Christian uh, stated last week, they're, they should be able to make a bowl game potentially. Okay. But Kansas State. What is interesting about this team? I love Skylar Thompson. Yeah. That's not my favorite player, obviously. Deuce Vaughn. <laughs> that that's the only player that matters to me on this team. On off on the offensive correction on the offensive side of the ball, on the defensive side of the ball, Eli Huggins at defensive tackle is very solid, and also you have the transfer Julius Brents, very solid linebacker as well. But let's be honest here, this offense is running purely through Deuce Vaughn, one of the better running backs in the country. Mm-hmm. He's going to need the ball 30 times a game if they want to win. (laughs) Give it to him 20 on the ground, 10 through the air, or any combination of that. Yeah, I like Skylar Thompson. He's ticked me off the past couple of years. But you know what? Hey, I I still like him. I enjoy watching him play. And he gets those yards that you don't think he should get, but he gets anyway. And I'm just like, don't do this to me. So I like Deuce Vaughn a lot. I do. The the Big 12 has some good running backs. So my over-under for Kansas State, I'm going to go over. I'll go over five and a half. I I think that they could definitely beat Stanford. Southern Illinois, that's probably my future school, but I could see them beating them. Nevada, that's a close game. Mm -hmm. Carson Strong is a phenomenal quarterback, and I'm not sure how Kansas State would deal with him. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Iowa State, Texas Tech, TCU, Kansas, West Virginia, Baylor, Texas. I'm just not sure because I 
if I give them two out of three of their non-conference games, because they will drop one of them. Okay. They should. So that's two and one. Oklahoma State, they should lose that. That's two and two. Oklahoma, Iowa State, that's two and four. Tech, they could beat. TCU, they could beat. We'll give them a limb. Four and four. Kansas, they could beat. That's five and four. West Virginia, Baylor, Texas. They could beat Baylor. So that's, that's six. That's six. But I'm sorry, I don't necessarily guarantee them a Texas Tech win or a TCU win. Uh-oh. So I'm going – I'll go the under here, barely. Okay. Barely on under. Okay, so five wins, you'll give them five. Yeah. What about you? I'm going to give them six. I'll give them six wins, Ethan. I'm being very optimistic on this show today. Very optimistic. I'll give them six. All right, moving into your favorite team, the Oklahoma Sooners. <laughs> With an over-under of 11. So... Obviously, you got Spencer Rattler, you got Kennedy Brooks, you got Marvin Mims, you got Theo Weiss. You have a very, very good offense. And then on the defensive side of things, you know, probably know better than me. Nick Bonito is one of the better edge rushers in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. And you also have some very solid <clears throat> secondary with Pat Fields. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe his name's Jalen Davis or something, or Jaden Davis. Jaden Davis, yeah. Yeah. So just looking at that schedule. Oh, my God. You really just gave yourself a cakewalk like all the powerhouse schools did. Tulane, WCU, Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska, though. We got Nebraska on there. Nebraska's an easy win. I got them getting one win this year. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, West Virginia, Kansas State, Texas, TCU, Kansas, Texas Tech, Baylor, Iowa State, Oklahoma State. There's only one game that you should lose, and that's Iowa State. And that's not even a should lose. That's just a competitive game. Hmm. <laughs> this is truthfully just, does Oklahoma screw up or not? Yeah. And, and you know what? Remember we were talking about slip-ups earlier? There's always one. And they get Iowa State at home, correct? Right? They get We get Iowa State at home this year? OU does? Yep. yep. Okay. So, they don't, OU doesn't lose at home. Per se. Hey, Michael, how are you? I'm going to say they're going to have a slip-up game, but I'm not going to pick it against Iowa State. I'm going to pick it against either Oklahoma State or Texas. Both rival games. And I'm going to say they're going to have one slip-up this season. Now, could OU go undefeated? Yes. Alex Grinch has done amazing things with that defense. He's going to have some five stars coming in here pretty soon. He had a couple uh, last season. He got some athletes. Guys just need to learn how to tackle. But, you know, we're getting there. Defensive line is looking good. That front seven for OU is looking very good. Looked great last season. I'm, I'm going to say they're going to have one slip up, but I don't think it's going to be against Iowa State. I think it's either going to be against Oklahoma State or Texas, either Bedlam or the Red River Rivalry. One of those two. Because last season, I was just like, okay, OU, you, you, you just you can't, you can't do this to me, can you? Yes, you can. Spencer Rattler was young. He looked young early. And then all of a sudden, he caught his stride. And holy shnikes. He learned how to get rid of the ball quicker. He was making better decisions with the football. And year two in Lincoln Riley's system, I think he's going to take off. Well, actually, year three, technically, because he read, well, yeah. 
He was there when, hold on, Jalen was there. He was there. He started this year. This is his third year. Okay, let me, I have to think about it. He's going to take off. I, I think he's going to take off. Alex Grinch has that defense humming. I see them with one slip up in the Big 12, but I don't think it will be Iowa State. I think it would be either Oklahoma State or Texas. Now, they could go undefeated, but I'm going to take the over. I'm taking over 11 wins. That's an easy pick for me. Agreed. <laughs> yes, it should be it should be the over because you're either saying that they're gonna lose two mm-hmm. or you shouldn't bet this. Or because like let's be honest, if you're saying that they're gonna lose two, you're crazy. That means that Rattler might must, you really must be banking on Rattler getting injured. Yeah, and then when he gets injured, there's another five star just waiting in the wings. But you know, I don't want to brag too much, but hey, we do have a yeah. plethora of riches on the offensive end. Yeah, I'll give you all the over. Okay. I see an un- I see an undefeated year and another first round playoff loss in your fu- in OU's future. <laughs> hey, we're number two in the poll in ESPN. I, I'm just ESPN showing us some love this season. I don't know why. Wink, but ESPN <laughs> showing us some love this season. So I think this season or next season could be a great chance for OU to make a run at that title because of the way that the defense is shaping up. Alex Grinch, he's finally getting his guys in there. So, moving on to Oklahoma State, go Pokes. Seven and a half. Hmm. With negative one thirteen being the odds for both over and under, looks to be a very interesting year for the Pokes. So you got this kid who's been here for it seems like a decade or two, Spencer Sanders at quarterback. How long has he been there? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven years. This is his third year. I think really? it's his third. Like yeah, forever. Either his second or his third. It's probably his third. I think it's his third year there at quarterback because he got hurt last season. He was in and out. <sighs> Oklahoma State. This is gonna. This is gonna confuse me. They're over under because they lost Tylen Wallace, and then they lost Chuba Hubbard. So I'm trying to figure out who they're going to replace. Now, they did get a couple of guys that actually committed to OU, but decommitted and went to Oklahoma State, two brothers, and they're pretty good. So I think their defense will be very formidable. I do. I want to see what that offense is going to look like. Go ahead and read me that schedule, Ethan. I want to see what the offense is going to look like. Uh, going to the defense really quick, we got Malcolm Rodriguez and Trey Sterling who are returning for fifth years mm-hmm. due to COVID. So that's going to be a huge help. But looking right into that schedule, you got Missouri State, Tulsa, Boise State for your first three games non-conference. If we're just being 100% honest here, first two games should be a walk in the park. Boise Tulsa State. does have a good team, but let's – yeah, no. And then Boise State. Ooh. Boise State's fallen off a little bit in that Mountain West Conference these past couple of years. Other teams have been catching up. Yeah. So I'm. I think Oklahoma State should get the win there, though. It'll be a good game. That's a fun game to watch. But hmm. yeah, Kansas State, Baylor, Texas. I see two wins and a loss there. That's five. Mm-hmm. They got Iowa State loss, Kansas win, West Virginia TCU. Texas Tech, Oklahoma. I'll give them the over there. Okay, you are gonna give them eight? Yeah, I'll give them. I'll give them eight. Why not? Okay. Hmm. Do they play at Iowa State? 
Ian, uh, they, yeah, they play at Jack Trice Stadium. Okay, that's at Iowa State. Where is Bedlam this year? Is it at OU or is it OSU? It really doesn't matter, but sometimes, well, most of the time it doesn't matter, but is it's it at Boone Chicken Stadium? So, yeah, okay, so OSU. Uh, because that last game, because I told you OU would have one slip and it wouldn't be Iowa State, it would be either Texas or Oklahoma State. But here's where I'm conf- this is where it gets kind of interesting. Say OU has nothing to play for that last game of the season. And they don't come out as ready as they should, right? You, you know, that, that happens. Yeah. If they have that Big 12 locked up, we're going to the Big 12 championship. We know we're going to the Big 12 championship kind of mindset. <sighs> they could take a loss to Oklahoma State. Now, I'll say this. They probably don't want to do that because, that you know, that playoff prediction you want to win as much as possible and as brutal as possible. You want to have those wins that you're blowing the doors off people because, you know, the committee looks at that for some reason. You know, the BCS system, they did all the numbers. And, you know, you remember that. But seven and a half, I'll give them eight wins this season. I want to see what the offense is going to look like, but I'll give them eight. I think they lose to Iowa State, and I think they'll lose. Oklahoma State and Texas game is always pretty darn good. She's been pretty darn good the past couple of seasons. We'll talk about Texas here in a bit. Um, darn it. Okay, so I'll say this. Okay, I'll say they'll lose to Oklahoma, if you know, you know, and Iowa State. Boise State playing on the blue turf. Hmm, that could be interesting. That could be interesting. But I do see them with two losses, at least two losses in the Big 12, at least two. So I'll go eight wins. Oh, I'll go over seven wins, seven and a half. But I don't know if it's going to be eight or more, but I'll go over seven and a half. Fuck on the state. Hmm. Yeah, I'll go the over as well. And then moving right into TCU. Ooh. We're getting these done quick, which is nice because we're going to be able to do another segment after this. But over seven and a half. Hey. I like nice. Max Dugan. I oh, do. yeah. For sure. He's a good, <laughs> he's a good he's quarterback. A nice quarterback. Then I, Zach Evans, the running back, is also good. Mm-hmm. They have, I don't want to say a young duo because Duggan's entering his third year. I believe he's going to be a, yeah he's going to be a junior. Mm-hmm. But like he's he's not that bad of a quarterback. It's just when you compare him to some of the other people, he get, ends up getting forgotten about. Yeah, and their defense has always been one of the best in the Big Twelve every single year since Gary Patterson's got there. So. Yep. Kari Coleman, Ochan Mathis, mm-hmm. Terrell Cooper, Corey Bethley. That's a very solid defensive front right there. Yes. But- I, I, I love their defense. Here's the thing about TCU, though. You, you, you have this prediction because TCU has some slip-ups and they shouldn't have. They have those every single season. And their defense will come out and perform, but their offense will be a dud. You know what I mean? Because their defense is always pretty consistent. They talked a lot of trash to to certain teams last year, and certain teams just put numbers on the board. So I won't go into who they talked trash to, but it happened. I like Max Dugan. I like Gary Patterson. I like that defense. Ooh, under even. Wow. So they should did this for Kansas. 
instead of that either you're not gonna win have any wins or you're gonna have two wins amber no offense i'm not trusting you to make betting odds because you'd be too nice about it i, I am because why would you want to see a team in your conference go oh in what 12 or oh in well here's the thing well here's the thing it's not the big 12 that makes the odds it's vegas I know, but why would I want to see a team not win a game? That's because, just so because that depressing. Makes you world, like you said before the show when we were talking about realignment and crap, the world revolves around money. Yeah. I, I am I'm being generous. I know, I know, Caleb, don't get on me. I'm sorry. Let's read that schedule and then yeah. let me see. Yeah, Duquesne should be a win. Cal should be a win. SMU. That's a loss. That's gonna be a fun game i got mm-hmm. smu win that game though mm-hmm. smu is probably the most underrated team in college football this year they're gonna probably be able to give ucf give cincinnati a little run for their money but their years are coming in the future cincinnati and ucf are gonna take off and then smu is right behind them so i'm gonna give smu that win texas tcu i'll give it to texas sadly is I really want to crap on Texas because that's one of the most fun teams to just blow up <laughs> on. Then you got Texas Tech, Oklahoma, West Virginia, Kansas State, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Kansas, Iowa State. They play Iowa State, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State all on the road. Whew. See, that's where it gets tough. You already have a loss against SMU, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm probably gonna go the under here. I'm gonna go seven. Are you gonna go seven wins? You're just gonna go under seven and a half. You think under, they Well, under seven and a half. I'm my prediction is seven. Okay. Like, personally, I could see them getting eight. It's just such a risk. Okay, so it's so a risk I'm for like, you. Yeah. That those road trips are probably. Probably people will consider those teams the probably three best in the conference. Um, Oklahoma State is predicted to finish fourth. I'm assuming Texas is predicted to finish third. Yeah. So you got the toughest games against the best teams in the conference on the road. I'm going to go under seven and a half. I'm going to go under. Or under, yeah, I'll go under seven and a half. I just... You already got four losses. I see SMU, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and Iowa State. Because you got to play those teams on the road. That's going to be very difficult. So I go under seven and a half. See, Ethan? Look, I can do it. <laughs> All right, let's see. Texas right. over eight. Hook them horns. <sighs> Read the schedule right. to me first. Go ahead. Oh, all right. We're going to go to the schedule before we talk about the team. Louisiana Lafayette. I got that as a loss. I have Louisiana Lafayette undefeated this year. So that's starting off with a nice little loss for them. Okay. Then getting ready for their SEC time, playing Arkansas. I'll give it to Texas. Okay. I really want them to start 0-2, but that's okay. They'll start 2-1 going against Rice in that third game. Then you got Tech, TCU. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Iowa State, Kansas, West Virginia, Kansas State. If it weren't at eight, if it were eight and a half, I'd go under. If it were seven and a half, I'd go over. But just because it's at eight, I don't like this. 
They get Oklahoma State at home or away this year. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a Texas. They get Iowa State at home or away? Away. Casey Thompson. I played basketball against him when he was in seventh grade. His brother, his brother was a quarterback at OU, and then he transferred to Utah, his older brother. Then he got a tryout with the Redskins. He got a tryout with the Eagles. Well, excuse me, Washington football team. They were the Redskins then. Sorry, I didn't mean to offend anybody. They were the Redskins then. They are now the Washington football team now. Then he had a tryout with the Eagles. Um, that's a fun fact about <laughs> Casey Thompson. <sighs> I'm going to – this is hard because you got a junior, Casey Thompson's never started a game, if I'm thinking correctly, and a redshirt freshman. I think they're going to juggle with that quarterback as well at Texas. Yeah. I mean, like, they, they're camp, camp starting. You really just got to see how it plays out in camp. Like, spring mm-hmm. ball happened. You might have an idea who's the first team, but in reality, you don't know until camp's over and then – even during the season, Thompson gets the start. He plays shaky. They're going to give someone else a try because they want to win. They're Texas football. Mm-hmm. So B. that's John great. Right. Go ahead, Ethan. Bijan Robinson's going to have to lead the offense. Like if we're, them and Iowa State both. Although Iowa State has a better quarterback situation, Bijan Robinson's a top five running back in the country. Mm-hmm. He's going to tear defenses up. And it's that simple that Texas is going to run the offense through him. Yeah, they're going to have to because <laughs> you got Casey Thompson who hasn't started, and then you have a red shirt freshman. So that's just right. recipe for disaster in the Big 12. Um, if you don't have a solid starting quarterback in the Big 12, you're pretty much screwed because the other teams around you – pretty much know who their quarterback is. And quarterback play is very important. You have to score a lot of points. So I don't know. Ethan, this is tough. What are you going to go with? I'm going to go with nothing. But if I had to choose, I'd choose the under just because it's Texas. They're known for underperforming. New coach, quarterback troubles. I'll go the under. Uh, it's like I said before, if you add a 0. 0.5 to before, after that or subtract 0. 0.5 from it, you know exactly yeah. what you're going to do based off that. Just because it's a solid number, you can't go with anything. Yeah, I'm in a tough spot, too, because their quarterback situation is shaky. I'm going to join you with the under eight. I'll join you there. All right. And moving right into everyone's favorite Texas Tech. Four and a half. Oh, my. The disrespect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Starting off with Houston. Oh, that's one, a loss. Typically one of the better teams, but this year, I'll give it to Tech. I'll, I'll be generous. I'll give Tech this one. Nichols being nice. Yep. <laughs> then you got SFA, another win for Tech. Then you got FIU, another one for Tech. Okay. Fun fact, my first NCAA 14 dynasty was with FIU. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> 21 natties in a row that I got bored. All right. So after I have them going three and one, you have them going – or three and out, oh, you have them two and one. Yep. Texas, West Virginia, TCU, Kansas, Kansas State. Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Baylor. I see Kansas. All right, we'll give them Kansas. West Virginia is a questionable. If they can go 3-0 in conference play, I'll give them the over, but just because of how questionable that is, I will give them the under. I forgot they got the Oregon transfer there at Texas Tech. I forgot yeah. completely about that. So many transfers that happened. It's so much to keep up with. I, yeah, I liked him at Oregon. I like Tyler Slaw in Oregon. Too. Yeah, he was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to go Oklahoma, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State back to back to back. That is that is brutal. That's going to be three losses. That's that's brutal. Um, so that's three losses right there. And then I have a loss to Houston, so that's four. Ooh. I'll say they'll lose to um, West Virginia. Yeah. So that's what? That's five losses? Mm -hmm. Shucks. Shucks, shucks, shucks. I think they can win five games, though. I really think that TC, uh, not TCU, Texas Tech can win five games. So I'm going to go over. I think they can win five games. All right. Moving into another team that's not necessarily the best, but still predicted to make a bowl game. The West Virginia Mountaineers at six and a half. Oh, West Virginia. Starting it off with Maryland, LIU, Virginia Tech. Mm. I'll give them three wins there. Over, you don't think either, you don't like Maryland this year? I don't like how, all right. I think Maryland later in the year can prove they're underrated, but first week, I'm not so sure. Okay. No trust in Toy's little brother, huh? No trust in his little brother, huh? <laughs> not necessarily that, but just because it is Maryland, so. You don't like them against, you don't like Virginia Tech against West Virginia? I do. It's just I'll feel generous for West Virginia. Okay. All right. I'm rubbing off on you. Virginia Tech is the most average school athletics you'll ever see. Never won a championship in any sport. We love you, Hokie Nation. We love you. <laughs> but I oh goodness. Because but they get they get Virginia Tech at home, so it's hard to play West Virginia. It is very difficult to play in Morgantown, especially late in the year when it snows and it gets real cold. It's very difficult to play late in the year, but they're playing early in the year. So I'll give them the win against Maryland and a win against LIU, and I'll say they lose against Virginia Tech. All right, and then we'll hop right into the conference schedule. Oklahoma, Texas Tech, Baylor, TCU, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Texas, Kansas. I see four wins total right there. Potential for TCU, Baylor, and Tech. So I'll get, if I give them two of those, 
Okay. Hmm. I think they can pull something out of there, but honestly, like, I'll get the over. I like the over from. I'll give them the over, too. There's something about this team that I like. I mean, Sean Ryan. Just, I'll look up his stats right here. Okay. He was not the best last year. He has not been the best any year of his career. This is his senior year. He's a transfer. He needs something. He's going to be one of the main focal points on this team's offense. His best year has been 264 yards on 25 receptions. He needs something. This is his year. I think he's breaking out. Okay. But, yeah, that's the over-unders. And then we still got about 20-ish minutes left, so let's just talk about the hell is going on with the Big 12. So starting off a couple weeks ago, now at this point, Oklahoma, Texas, say that they want to say peace out. We're heading to the SEC. We like money. We like bigger football. Obviously, the Big 12 is not happy about that. We're not even going to go into the whole ESPN stuff because we don't know what the hell is going on with that. And we can't accuse them, and we can't say whatever. Right now, it's not looking the best for them from what I've been seeing on Twitter, but you really never know. But let's just assume, for sake of this discussion, Amber, that all these the Big 12 is dismantling. Even, like, they can, some of the teams can merge with the Pac-12. Like, where do you see the rest of the Big 12 going? That's, that's, that's very uh, interesting there. Ethan, because Texas Tech makes sense because it's West, it's in West Texas, Lubbock, you know. And Baylor, Waco, and well, Fort Worth is up here, and Waco's like kind of like down here. Look at the Texas map. And you got Oklahoma State. You got Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State moving to the Big Ten, and Kansas and Kansas State moving to the Big Ten makes sense. The Big Ten is already loaded, though. The Big Ten already has a lot of schools. so We already have 14 schools. We aren't taking more than 16. So I personally say that we get Iowa State and Kansas is my guess. Okay, you get Iowa State and Kansas. Now you got, okay, so we say Tech goes to the Pac-12. We'll just say that. OU and Texas are already gone. West Virginia can just pick a conference. I mean, they're kind of in a spot where they can just pick one and just kind of stick with it. I could say West Virginia and the ACC. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, We get the rivalry games every year. Virginia, Virginia Tech. mm -hmm. Proven who's the better Virginia. (laughs) You know, so I like West Virginia and ACC. They're the only team that does not have a question. You know, because they moved to the Big 12 years ago, a couple years ago, and they're kind of in that on that side of the map where they could just pick. Like, what do you want to do, uh, West Virginia? What What do you want to do? Now it does involve money. So if they had enough money to move to the Big 12, they'll have enough mo- money to go to the ACC. So I think West Virginia, ACC. But, you know, the ACC is also trying to expand as well. You know, Dabo isn't too happy about certain things and – Oh, it's just a whole – this conference alignment, alignment thing is just a whole mess. I don't like it, honestly. If you're really going to sit here and tell me that 
we want more money. Like, what the hell is the Super Conference going to do? If you put, like, Oklahoma, Clemson, Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma State, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, if you're putting all of the top-tier programs where you have to play each other, you're not getting 10, 12, 11, 12 wins a year. You're not making that playoff. You're not getting yeah. that postseason money. Like, you're going to drop a game somewhere if you're playing top-tier competition. Like, there are those that say that SEC's top-tier competition. You're playing NFL players every week. That may be true. But when you're playing Vanderbilt's best player versus Alabama's best player, there's a very different thing. Yeah. So let me ask you a hypothetical question, Ethan. I'm not sure what Oklahoma State and Baylor and TC are going to do. I, I have no clue. Um, and even Kansas State. I, I don't know. But I'm going to ask you a hypothetical. If the Pac-12 were to take another team, Outside of Texas Tech, who should they take? I feel like they're going to probably end up going with Oklahoma State. Okay. Just because, let's be honest, they have the better history. Mm-hmm. They have they have what will make the Pac-12 money. Yeah, they do. They will put consistently good teams out there. Mm-hmm. Because they those. No conference wants Kansas football. Kansas football might as well just not exist anymore at this point. Yeah. Like, if I'm a Kansas student, I'm not going to a single Kansas football game unless I'm paid to go. And you know the thing about going to another conference, you have to build – you have to add on to your stadium. So, OU's added on to the stadium. I think it's almost 90000 now. So, if they go to SEC, they said they're going to build more onto the stadium. That's what they say. Oh That's what I'm hearing. Cause you know, in the Big Ten, you get a hundred and ten thousand, a hundred thousand. You know, like those. Uh, Illinois only has sixty thousand. Like, I'm not. Wow. If you're not the Michigan, if you're not like filling those stadiums, yeah, you don't need much. Like, if okay. we're being hundred percent honest here, like unless you're telling me Oklahoma State is gonna get near sellout every game, you don't need an eighty thousand stadium. Okay, they do pretty good though. They they, they do, do pretty good, but they, they I'm just not good. sure. If you're from Oklahoma, Texas, yeah. like that, yeah. So, in all honesty, what are there more fans of, Oklahoma or Oklahoma State? Oh, Oklahoma for sure. <laughs> exactly. If you're if you're an Oklahoma State fan over Oklahoma, like just a kid, assuming your family didn't go to either school, I'm assuming that there's something wrong with you. What type of um, if you don't have any connection to the school? Why the hell are you choosing Oklahoma State? Well, I'll say this. I'll tell you why people choose Oklahoma State coming from over, an Oklahoma. Over, over Oklahoma. Because either they grew up near Stillwater, right? Either they grew up either in Stillwater or near Stillwater. There is nothing to do with Stillwater. I still love you. Go Pokes. Um, or they just hate OU that much. And they just rather be Oklahoma State fans. That's that's really what it is. That's the only two things I can think of of reasons why people want to be Oklahoma State fans. Because it's, OU has dominated the fan base. It just does. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's because Norman's closer to the C- Oklahoma City. Because it's about a 30-minute drive from Norman, Oklahoma City. From Oklahoma City is still wide. It's about a 45-minute drive. I don't know what it is. But OU has always dominated the state. So I'm going to reverse this question back to you. Which state, I mean, which college dominates the state of Illinois? 
Well, if you're really looking at it like that, as of right now for football Northwestern, because okay. look at their success. Yeah, people love them. They love their coach. They love everything that's happening there. But okay. then if you but then if you look at basketball, because of all the success you had with Kofi and Ao, people are like you're seeing a lot more bandwagonness and people. Oh yeah, I've been a Northwestern fan all my life. They're really showing it more than they were a couple of years ago when they weren't doing as good. It's really just like I've always liked Illinois, but I've always been more of a football than basketball fan. I show my basketball side more. Yeah, of course. But I've always liked football more than basketball. I would rather watch a close Illinois football game than a close Illinois basketball game. The same way I would rather watch a close Oklahoma football game than a close any other team basketball game. Just because football is the better sport, and that's what the SEC dominates at, which is why Oklahoma Texas go there. Hmm. Okay. So – how do you see this shaking out? Let's let's have a crystal ball in front of us. We're, we're, we're going to fast forward to 2025, right? What do you think the conferences will look like in 2025? I don't think that there are conferences anymore. I think everyone gives the middle finger to the NCAA and goes off on their own. <laughs> and there's a prediction for you. <laughs> I like but it. Assuming that doesn't happen more realistically – Texas, Oklahoma, SEC, Kansas, Iowa State, Big Ten. I want to say Kansas State goes to the MAC just because I feel like that would work. Like Kansas State and Oklahoma going to like the MAC, I feel like would work perfectly. Mm-hmm. Just because, truthfully, they they get talent. Having those two big name schools raise the MAC to that that American level that the Americans at right now. Okay. So that's where the Sun Belt top tier talent is. If you have top tier teams in a lower conference, that elevates the conference. People know about Coastal Carolina now because of what happened last year. So you move, if you move the Kansas State, the Oklahoma State, two teams have had very solid histories, you're good. Then you take, what is it left? Baylor, TCU, Texas Tech. All right, we're, which one of those three is the most east in Texas? Ooh. We'll call Waco, right? We'll, we'll, I'll spitball and I'll say Waco, not knowing my Texas geography. I think it's TCU, though, because right, Fort Worth is right. like, yeah, All TCU. Right. All right, then TCU and West Virginia get to the ACC, and then we'll call Baylor and Tech to the Pac-12. Hmm. Not like Obviously it. not the most realistic, but, like, if the Pac-12 and the rest of the Big 12 combine to a super conference, they're really just screwing over everyone. Like, they're not making anything fun at this point. Like, I get it's all about money, whatever, but, like, it's really – you guys really think that a couple hundred million dollars a year isn't big enough money for y'all? Like, how greedy no. do these people need to be? They don't, Ethan. No. <laughs> That's like, why we're in this mess now, Ethan. They don't. I, you know, give me – tell Perry, give me – or anyone who I want to pay me, give me 100 k a year, I'm very happy. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Give me a hundred K a year. Let's do it. Yeah. And the conference alignments are going to be interesting to watch because these teams want the money. We know the football programs make the money, right? At most schools. There's very little schools that the basketball teams make money. I took a course in college called intercollegiate athletics. So I found out, the breakdowns of each sport 
And it was very interesting to see that football just dominates. Like it, it's just, oh my goodness. And basketball makes their money. You know, the NCAA tournament, March Madness, your conference tournament. When you schedule, you know, you go to those little tournaments during the year, you know, the Maui Invitational and, and things like that. They make money as well, but they don't even they don't even sniff at football. They don't even it don't even, they don't even sniff at football. And most donors donate to football programs. Right. They don't donate to basketball programs. So uh, it hits the donors can they can come out of pocket. Oklahoma and Texas is considered oil money. So you get a lot of you know oil donors. That's what they consider oil money out here. And you have a great alumni base. You have a lot of NFL players. They have a Sooner barbecue. It was probably last month. And they had, you know, McLaren's and Maybachs and Porsches all parked on the field from, you know, football players that played at OU. You had Sterling Shepard here. You had Adrian Peterson here. You had C.D. Lamb here, uh, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray. Like, when you see that, when you walk into, because they were hosting recruits and they throw them a barbecue, when recruits see that, and I'm pretty sure Alabama does something like that. I'm pretty sure LSU does something like those top tier football programs. When you see stuff like that, it makes you want to play for that school. And when donors see stuff like that, they get happy because they're producing NFL talent at these schools. And when you produce NFL talent, you get paid. I don't care what people tell you, you get paid. I also found out how money works in college sports as well. So I really like OU and Texas going to the SEC. I do because Texas, for money purposes, I like it for Texas. And for competition purposes, I like it for OU. Everybody else, I don't know. I would stay going to the Big Ten. I like that. Like basketball. Kansas to the Big Ten also for basketball purposes. For basketball, basketball purposes, I like that. For football purposes, though, if yeah. we're looking at this, Kansas, there's not a single – like Rutgers ain't a laughing stock anymore. There's like no laughing stocks in the Big Ten. Like you can say Illinois, you can say Rutgers, you can say Maryland, you can say Purdue, whatever. Like a three and nine Big Ten team can beat Kansas football. So Kansas football, unless they turn it around, gets mopped the floor in football. If you look at Iowa State, Iowa State in the like the Western Division, whatever it's going to be, or unless they do the stupid like four like miniature divisions, like if you're looking at it now and you just add, uh, if you just add I don't know Purdue to the East or something, you subtract something. I don't even know how it is off the top of my head. But if you just completely take what did we say, Kansas State, right? Or who? Iowa State, my bad. Mm-hmm. If you take Iowa State, Kansas, put them in the West, Iowa State's going to be up there with Wisconsin and Iowa every single year. Mm-hmm. Just battling it out for who gets to go and play Ohio State. <laughs> Ohio State's recruiting has been ridiculous. Ryan Day has done a great job there at Ohio State. So, yeah. All right. Honestly, like, Final point about this from me, I hate the Big 12. I hate the SEC. I hate the NCAA. <laughs> My final point is that I'm I'm happy that OU and Texas have finally come to their senses and, you know, move conferences because the Big 12 is being cheap. 
and everybody else is griping about, oh, but what about us? And <laughs> you have to look at your sports programs and then you have to come back and ask, what about us? And the only schools that haven't griped, the Texas schools are griping, like the TCUs and the Texas Techs and the um, Baylors are griping. But Tech, you have an easy transition to the Pac-12. You know what I mean? You have an easy transition. And for basketball, that'd be great for Texas Tech. Texas Tech has really done well in basketball. So you have like a little easy transition. You're already West. It's easy for you. But I can see why those Texas schools are griping and saying, what about us? Those other Texas schools. But Texas brings in the most money in the Big 12. They have their own network. It makes sense for them. OU is the cream of the crop of the Big 12 every year. And that's just what it is. And people watch college football for the Big 12 for OU. It's kept Big 12 relevant in the college football playoff conversation. So that's that's just how it's going to play out for me. Yeah. Sad thing is, if we were to do this show again, repeat this in five years, we're not doing it on the Big 12. <laughs> we won't be. Nope. Uh, e- Ethan will be a top top shot reporter wherever he wants to report. Uh, if they're still at ESPN, you know, uh, we'll be seeing yeah. you know seeing Ethan on television in five years. That's what that's what I'm predicting, Ethan. Predicting great things for you, young man. Thank you, you as well. And then I believe that's our wrap up. Thank you for tuning into Saturday Standouts, and also tune in next week. Hopefully, Caleb will be back. But again, thank you so much, Amber, for joining me. I appreciate your insight on the Big 12. I know it was a bit last minute. I'm always down to talk football. I I miss talking about football. So I appreciate you having me, Ethan. I really do. Of course. Football starts, I believe, in 24 days for the first game. Yeah. So let's get ready. Go, Lana. And you know what? Screw the Big 12. Thank you, guys. (laughs) He just hates the Big 12. It's okay.